following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. gentlemen welcome back happy friday guys you are here with the fantasy beast crew i am kyle ranny joined as always by mr jason hall jason how are you good good always good when we're on an episode of fantasy beasts always love to talk football finalizing our um our lovely tier game that we had i had a name for it and i completely forgot tears and tits it was not that. Okay. That's a good one. It could be that, too. Um, but no. Oh, it was Tears Tallulah. Tears Tallulah? Yeah. Tallulah. Like, T- Tears Tallulah. Like Tears Palooza. Got it. Yeah. Um, but no, guys, that uh, that is where we are at today. We are back on this tier game grind for one last position because I'm not going to tier defenses and kickers. Why not? Because I don't have that kind of lack of mental sanity left. Um, but... We will be here talking about this and then figuring out eventually what we want to talk about from this point forward. Um, gonna, I guess, kind of get into some remaining free agents again. We can touch on that. Is there's definitely some guys still available heading into camps. Yeah, we get the. This is the real tough stretch here, guys. This is where we really get into this um, lull, off season lull. I guess would be yeah. the way to put it. Where the teams have. Basically shell out the money that they want to shell out, and the guys are just trying to find a Even spot. beyond that, though, we are now entering the summer break. OTAs just finished. S- training camps don't start until end of July, and it's June 16th. We have a month and a half. Yeah. Silence. Well, we won't be, be silent. We won't be silent. Uh, you see the Saints uh, alternative helmet today? I do. I really oh like that. Oh, my God. I don't know if you, if you haven't seen it, go look it up, but it is a black helmet with the Saints logo on the side with a gold stripe down the middle that looks like it is their it's a logo. It's a carbon gold f- or carbon gold down the middle, so it's got that carbon effect, but it's got the Saints logo yeah, sprinkled, looks sprinkled in, in it. there. It looks awesome. Um, and it's a matte black helmet. It, it is really it's gonna look, sharp. It's going to look great with their like all blacks. It's going to look great with their all whites. You, can you imagine if the Bills do something like that with a red helmet? Oh, I would love that. I'm waiting for you that. Would, you would I'm buy it. Them bring, I would buy it. I'm waiting for them to bring back like a full 90s uniform combo because I would love like a, a Josh Allen and a Jim Kelly. And a royal era, blue. Royal blue with the red on the bottom or the bottom of the sleeves. I would love that. Cardinals signed cornerback Josh Jackson today. Um, he's gotten some time here and there. The Buffalo Bills released Jake Kumro, but that's only a procedural move. They're resigning him tomorrow morning. Um... Lamar Jackson apparently looking into big money with his contract. Cliff Kingsbury says that the uh, Cardinals are viewing Marquise Hollywood Brown as a long-term answer at receiver and not a one-year stopgap. Did we talk about uh, Baker in Carolina? Carolina trying to get the Baker as they are as possible, but apparently they have no interest in sending Sam Darnold back. That's the snag. <laughs> 
So they're trying to get Darnold and Baker and not have to worry about losing one um, of them. Yeah. Yes. The Steelers, this is the dumbest thing I'm going to read all day. The Steelers have not yet made a contract offer to wide receiver Deontay Johnson. The Steelers did also sign um, safety Minka Fitzpatrick, four years, $73.6 million. Yeah. That does not help the Buffalo Bills trying to uh, re-sign Jordan Poyer. Yeah, it does not at all. I was talking about that with my buddy. Even though he's an older safety, he's still balling out like he's in his prime. And he's going to get paid. So. I know he's not going to get the same that Minka got. Minka's, But he's looking, he's looking for that big baller he's looking to finally right get now. paid before he has to retire uh but yeah guys we'll do we'll finish with that and jump into our tier game we're gonna we're going to uh cheat a little in this episode the last couple games we've uh gone with elite great average and trash we're gonna do a fifth category this week we're gonna go with elite good average below average and trash it just makes sense for the tight ends, uh, if you're wondering. There's a lot of guys that fit in that like good category that are good tight ends, but they're not trash or great. And, and, well, I mean, so. I would say even in that average, because like, there's not a lot of great tight ends, and I feel like the good are going to be your... Your bread and butter, Your yeah. great, in, or in terms of fantasy, are probably going to be your top six. Your good are going to be like 7 to 14, and then after 14, it falls off. Um but without further ado, we'll start off. We're just going to go alphabetical order here. Zach Ertz starting this off. I mean, we that know what he one. used to be. I would say if this was a year, a couple years ago, it, he would probably be up in that elite category. He'd be borderline elite. But I feel like he's fallen off enough where he goes to average. He's definitely fallen off, fallen off enough. I think he does fit in that average category. But this really isn't his fault, in my opinion. It's Jalen Hurts and how they use that offense as more of a run but first But he's with Arizona now. That's true, yeah. And I mean, he had a, but that's it. He had a couple games that, yeah. last year. Last year, but then he'd also have games where he'd have two catches for four yards. No, yeah, it was and just a, that's. I mean, Kyler Murray also isn't a big thir- tight end, but he's end also guy, thirty-two he? years old. Yeah, I don't think Kyler Murray throws it to the tight end a lot because he he's never had it. one. He's like to sling it. He he finally threw it to Max Williams last year, and then Max Williams tore up his ACL. I think it's just average though. Like we saw what he, we saw last year, he's not going to improve. I'd be dumbfounded if he does. He's the, the dude's thirty-two. He's he's on the back end of a tight end career. But speaking of tight end careers that are possibly coming up, Trey McBride. That's a good one, just because um, we, we don't have any real tape on him. In co- we know what he did in college ball, and he was my guy from the beginning watching the tight ends. But I don't know if I want to put him in good yet. I wouldn't. I definitely I not can't put him in, put him in elite. But I would definitely put him parallel to Zach Ertz yeah. as, a, as a good or as an average tight end. I could see him as an average tight end. We just don't and have enough information on him. And there's other tight ends in this thing that I think, in my opinion, are elite that we'll get to talking about later in the in there. But they're just have only had a one elite season, so you can't. Oh, I know who you're there. talking about, yeah. but I was going to say the next two I think can both find their way into that category. Starting off, we're going with Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. Yeah, Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. That was the production wasn't production there. Wasn't but it was, yeah, it wasn't he had there, a couple games. He started the season slow, and then he got red hot. And he got red hot at a time where he was the only option. Yeah, only Atlanta. option there in Atlanta. And he, uh, they were throwing him the ball like crazy. I'm gonna it was fun to watch. I'm going to definitely say that. Kyle Pitts goes to elite. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And the thing of it is, like, 
the old adage is a tight end is a quarterback's best friend, right? Yep. And who the hell's throwing the ball this year? Uh, we don't know. It, it, it's either going to be Desmond Ritter or Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and both of them. I mean, Marcus Mariota loved his tight ends when he played for Tennessee, Ritter, big time. Ritter being a rookie quarterback, that'll be his number one of his number one targets. Outside of Alec Pierce, who is Ritter's top target in Cincy? Uh, they're big tight ends. Yeah, they're big they're tight, tight ends. I remember his name, but um, so I, I definitely think Pitts stays in the elite category. He's one of the two only options in Atlanta. Maybe three now, if you really want to get technical and call Brian Edwards one. Uh, but on top of that, Mark Andrews, he's also got to be elite, right? Yeah, he's definitely uh, – sorry, I'm trying to think of the words. He's fun to watch. I know I always say that, but it's, he's, it's, just, he's it's just a bruiser, but he lays his body out like a, like a receiver, and he's got the yard after the catch ability like a receiver. Oh, yeah. He, and he will lay out for – or lay you out is and, what I mean. And he kind of has to lay out because he's got a quarterback who likes to throw at the tight end who's not the most accurate quarterback. But Mark Andrew is a lot of why that quarterback room looks good. And I'm going to say quarterback oh, yeah. room quarterback because room. even when even Lamar little, went yeah. down, Snoop Huntley looked adequate. Adequate throwing him the ball. And them in Baltimore, it was just – I mean, Baltimore likes to run. And, when and, they, and then the if pocket, they don't run – they yeah, like their tight ends. They like their tight ends, and when uh, Lamar rolls out of the pocket, a big dude out there like Mark Andrews is the target he's looking for. That's why I'm as psyched about them, and it, I'm not. We're not going to talk about him on this because I still don't really even know how that depth chart's going to shake. But you've got Nick Boyle at two, you've got Charlie Kohler at three, who's a six-seven kid out of Iowa State, and then you've also got Isaiah Likely at four. And I, we loved Isaiah Likely's film coming oh, out of Isaiah Coastal. Likely was awesome, and that's a kid who I still wouldn't be shocked to see them shift to receiver in training camp. But as much as I hate even mentioning them because usually their football articles are trash, Bleacher Report yeah. did a one player from every NFL team to watch in training camp like like article. And Isaiah Likely was their kid from Baltimore. They're like, he's been phenomenal. He looks great. I'm like, see, this is why I'm in three dynasty leagues and I have Isaiah Likely in all three. Yeah, It's not where you're starting. It's where the finishes are there. Oh, yeah. And if it's he's always, that top dog, it's not where they have you on the depth chart at the beginning of the season. It's where they have you on the depth chart at the end of the season. It's, it's, really really, it's it where you finish your career. Yeah. Well, yeah. At but, least in a dynasty league. Uh, this is the one I think you were looking for, though. Dawson Knox. Yeah, that's uh, kind of who I was talking about. I would love to throw him in the elite category after the season he had. But we saw him a season before play like he couldn't hit, or I wouldn't say like he couldn't catch. COVID if he licked a doorknob. Yeah, and I guess the thing of it is is if we go back to our wide receiver episode, Jamar Chase is barred from that elite category because we want a second year of production. Yeah. I think Dawson Knox has to go in the good category because we still need a second still year need of that production. Year, yeah. And you know what? That could be that could mean Dawson Knox plays his way out of Buffalo. Which I don't know if it would happen because Dawson and Josh seem to be really good friends. Yeah, and uh, he is, he is an elite guy. After we saw him go to his golf ball school, that um, that's the big thing. It, so, a ping pong school, ping pong. Yeah, they right. they were putting ping pongs in jugs machines, launching high speed ping pongs at him for him to catch them to yep. train his eye muscles to be able to catch football better. That's something baseball players do. It's and it really showed improvement. And if he has that, which is funny because in training camp he didn't more, look like that. It's in training just, camp, he struggled, and I was like, ah, well, so much for the jugs machine. But it, 
it was just like I said, his improvement. If he improves that again, he's elite. If he stays where he's at, he's still elite. He's still good to elite. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting one though, because I'm going with two Buffalo players. I'm gonna go with OJ Howard here. That's a good one. Um, I feel like a lot of people could could fight and go, he's trash because he's not put together his uh, like a top season as a former first round pick. I'd be willing to say he's at least below average to average, but I think below average is where he starts the season. I think that's where he starts the season. It's definitely not where he finishes the season. Just because I know what a player he can be. He just wasn't used in Tampa because they had players like Gronk. They had players like Cameron Bates. He was the third tight end on that roster, basically. I think, quite honestly, O.J. Howard could elevate himself next to Dawson Knox, and like they can have the same year. Oh, yeah. I think O.J. Howard could end up going someplace next year and getting paid because he's a seven-touchdown producer as a number two tight end. And people go, well, that doesn't happen. Bullshit. Look at Philly a couple years ago with Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. They yeah. both finished with five-plus touchdowns and over 600 yards. They were used as main weapons. Oh, yeah. They were... If you're running, if you're running five five out, two tight ends, three receivers, and you've got that much talent, who do you, who do you cover? Who, if yeah, O.J. Co- Howard's the odd man out, they're going to hit him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's it. Like... If he can prove he can continue to play, he definitely can upgrade as well to the to the that's good. The I don't know there. if he's going to the elite category. No, I wouldn't say just yet. If but if that's the guy you're lining up against, and you got Dawson Knox, you got Gabe Davis, you got Stephon Diggs, and then you got OJ Howard out there too. What did I say? Five. Okay, so okay, that'd be the most they could do is five out. But like, even so, let's say Buffalo gets real wildly wildly here. Who's going to cover OJ Howard half the time? If you have a situation where you've got two receivers, two tight ends. You, you've got your five linemen. There's not an additional blocker on the field. Yeah. You're probably not going to have a sub package trotted out with additional corners. Your corner's probably not going to cover him. You've got safety help. I get that. But, like, usually it's going to be an athletic linebacker, right? Yeah, it's going to be an, a linebacker. Okay, throw in the factor that now you get James James Cook and you, you kick him out wide right. Yeah. Now who's on now who's on who's on OJ Howard? Howard. Like it'd that's be, a, it'd be a mismatch. The Bills have so. so many ways of creating mismatches this year that that offense should legitimately be a blast. Uh, but on to the next, Tommy Trumbull. Uh, I think this is a guy going in trash. Yeah. In terms of fantasy, it, when he it's was with producing. Notre Dame, he caught four touchdowns total in his career. Yeah. I, he was a, a predominantly good blocker. They're looking at his skill set, going, "He'll be better." I don't buy it. I'm sorry. So I'd be yeah, willing to say what, I, what we saw at him. It was just we saw a lot of blocking, and like I said, it was four four touchdowns. We didn't see a lot of catches. I don't think either. He had twenty four in in the last two years. I want to say it was, but like that's it. Like I'm not saying he's a bad football player. Look at Lee Smith. Lee Smith made a twelve year career out of being a hell of a blocker. A hell of a blocker. Yeah, Lee Smith was awesome. Guess what? And you use him every once in a while to throw him a little dip, dip pass for a touchdown. And that's it. Guess and what? If it. Tommy Trumbull can say at the end of the day he had a twelve year career and he made a million dollars every single year he's in the league. Guess what? Your your worth is, I mean, after tax, is probably close to like seven million. But seven million is a nice payday for a guy who went out and blocked a couple times and was a solid veteran. Oh yeah, definitely. Next on this list, we got Cole Komet. That's a good one too. Um, I so badly want to say he's good, but he's never put together that full season. I, know. I think he's the Dawson Knox of the average category. Yeah, I think one I more good year, you could call him good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think he's like the Dawson Knox of the average. Like, yeah, he's there, but he's not. Um, speaking of guys who are very similar to that, in a new location this year, Cincinnati's got Hayden Hurst. 
Yeah, that's a good one too. I mean, he got buried on the depth chart after where he's gone. I mean, you figure Baltimore. He was stuck behind. Drafted the same year as Mark Andrew. Mark Andrew shows up as this breakout player. You're not going to beat him now. Goes to Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta drafts Kyle Pitts. He falls behind the depth chart there, and he's a cap casualty. Yeah, just been. He's shown he can score touchdowns. He's shown he's he's at least athletic enough. And Joe Burr has shown he likes to throw at the tight end. Oh yeah, and CJ Ozuma's Ozuma, gone. Yeah, so like. Does he go in below average? Do we put him in average? I think I think he goes I think in average. Can put him in average, and I think you can especially put him in average because he's got a quarterback like Joe Burrow. So I think that might help his uh, stock out in the tight end category there. I think he's going to be a, a pretty sleeper style tight end. He's going to be one of those guys that you could see sneak up to being a top tight end too, where it's a nice bye week flex. He'll be like what Max Williams was last year. Max Williams for uh, that little stretch before he got his ACL torn up. Was a ten plus point of a game guy, which a tight end is all you oh, can yeah. ask. All you can ask. Um, Cleveland, David and Joku. Cleveland, Cleveland. I feel like David and Joku has to go to below average. Yeah, I he's think got so. all the talent there. He still can't put together the, the 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 Rubik's cube to become the number one tight end on that team, and now they don't know who the who the quarterback. Yeah, is. I was gonna say that that does add a little bit of controversy there because they don't know who's throwing the ball. So yeah, I think I'd be okay going with and like again, this is the same thing that we just advertised with Tommy Trumbull. Nothing against the guy is a talent. He's incredibly quick. He's super handsy, but like he can't get there yet. As a fantasy owner, we need more production. Yes. Speaking of that, or the duplicate of production, we just talked about Dawson Knox being in the good category because you want one more really good year to get him to elite. Yeah. Do we th- think we can say the same about Dallas and? Dalton Schultz? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I guess it's weird. Like, Dalton Schultz two years ago had five touchdowns and it was so under the radar. And last year he was phenomenal. Like, but I don't know, like, is that because they, they constantly have injuries? Is that because, of, like, is yeah, that him as a talent? You got you to figure out what changed. And I think that's something with Dawson Knox. We got to figure out what changed and made him better. And you got to figure out, like, we have another season coming up. Is it going to be a season that they produced last season? Is it going to be the season they produced the season before? You know. Yes, because I mean, even look at I guess the way to look at it. He'll be coming up in a minute. In a minute, Robert Tunyon from Green Bay. Yeah. I know he tore his knee up, but before he tore his knee up, he was not the player he was when he scored thirteen touchdowns two years ago. Yeah, and he got paid after doing that. So like, where are you sitting on that? Um, Denver. I've got two on this list, but. Albert Okbegwanam. High-end draft. Well, a fifth-round pick a couple years ago. High draft pedigree. Everyone's like, oh, he's, he's a really talented player. He's just put it together at the NFL level. Yeah. Had a couple do- solid games here and there last year when Noah Font couldn't stay healthy. Russell Wilson's his quarterback now. Yeah, which is going to help him a lot. Does he fall into currently the below average just because he's still such an unknown? I think so. I think there's a lot of unknown there or like a question mark there or I hate to say it, but like an asterisk there that we don't know especially because you don't know how a certain tight end is going to play with a certain quarterback and they're both new to each other in a way so I think if we're doing that though then we also have to go with his rookie counterpart Greg Dolchich out of UCLA yeah that's a guy who loved his tape 
And as funny as it is, as he got closer to the draft, he was being brought in for top 30 visits. Yeah. People really wanted him. Really liked him. He goes in the fourth round. Yes, tight end's tough to predict. You know, there's guys on this list who we're going to talk about who were, oh, he was supposed to be the next big dude. And we're still waiting on that breakout. But, like, you know, Dolchich, I think he's got the benefit of playing with a guy who's always liked to throw to tight ends. Oh, yeah. In Russell, in Russell Wilson. Wilson. His tight ends are, it's like... Um, ketchup and a hot dog. Yeah, it's traditional. <laughs> um, Detroit, TJ Hawkinson. Is this another name for the elite category? Yeah, I think so. I think when he's like healthy, him. at least. When he's healthy, yeah. I mean, it's not like we can go out and put uh, Gronk on this list anymore as an elite. Which is but, sad. Like, dude, TJ Hawkinson. Is, I'm going to keep putting that out there. He'll be back. Hawk is as close to a... <laughs> Too like old reliable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Throw he, it his way, he'll catch it. If he starts getting touchdowns, he is your fantasy MVP. He's yeah. a twenty point a, guy, a week guy. If he's not getting touchdowns, you're still probably getting twelve points a week just off receptions and 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 and, and yards. So oh yeah. I'm always here for some TJ Hawklove. He's he, he is well deserved to be a top seven tight end. And if you ever see him out, outside of there, jump on it. Jump on it, yeah. I had a dynasty league, or I had a, my big money league last year. What killed me was I, also, I went George Kittle as well. I went Kittle and Hawk. If Kittle doesn't get hurt, I'd probably make a run to the run to the championship in that league. Oh yeah, that was that could be easy for with two tight ends like that. Well, that's it. Is I had a a desperate issue at running back two, which I could have filled by not taking two tight ends where I did. Yeah, but and I, the injury bug bit me. That's kind of what happened to me last season. I had. Took two two a leader tight ends and my running backs were kind of lacking. It ended up hurting me. That but happened to uh, Mike Murkowski as well in our league. But it also would have helped if I didn't choose a tight end or a running back who was out for the whole season also prior true. to the season. Um, Green Bay, Robert Tunyon. Does he go average or does he end up below average? I'd say average, just because of the quarterback he's got it throwing him the ball. Where so. even even if he doesn't score thirteen touchdowns, he should be like a five, four touchdown and yeah. like four Yards. to four to six hundred yard guy. That's fair. Um, an intriguing name. We loved him last year. Brevin Jordan. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, like I know there's not a lot of tape on him, but I really think I want to call him average. Yeah, I'd throw him in the average category just because he fits well there with the rest of the guys we got. In that category. And the thing of it is, he might have the highest upside of that category. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he started to get the ball rolling as a rookie tight end, which isn't easy to do, he was catching passes from his same current quarterback in Davis Mills. Yep. And he was producing 14-plus points a game in, like, four of the last six games of the season. So a quarterback like Davis Mills. Yes. Although I I saw recently Davis Mills made another one of those Bleacher Report lists. Um wonky list, but it was uh, quarterbacks, best quarterback in the league versus each sub-package. Yeah. Davis Mills was actually on that list against red zone defense. Oh, don't get me wrong. Davis Mills is a smart quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I just don't think he's the guy that gets you there. You know what I guess we're going to see because was Russell Wilson as a, as a first year? Was no. Dak? And no. they were both third, fourth round picks. Oh, yeah. But he might make that next jump. He really might. Well, I'd love to see it. I'd love how to see guys prove kick, me wrong. How much of a kick in the nuts is it to San, or to the 49ers if Davis Mills in the third round takes the next step 
and Trey Lance still looks like a bust. Oh, it would be hilarious. Um, Indianapolis. This is intriguing. Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods. That's a that, that's a. It's name technically that... not even Jelani Woods. It's Moali Cox on the depth chart, but I can't see a way that Jelani Woods doesn't win that job at yeah. the end of the camp. But like, does he go to below average because there's concern about his catching? Yeah, I would say below average. He. Oh, damn. I don't know. He's a tough one. He's a tough one. Because I'm really not going to call one. him trash, but he's not, trash, he's but he's not, not good. Not. And it's like he's right in that verge between is he going to be average because we know Matt Ryan likes to throw tight ends? Yeah. Or is it, yeah, he's going to have drops and issues because he's a rookie. He's below average. You probably don't need him this year. Like, that's. Yeah, it's just, it's a tough one because, like I said, Matt Ryan loves to throw to his tight ends. But is he going to catch that ball when it comes his way? This is going to be an interesting one. I think you and I both hate him as a player because he's just he's such a roller coaster of a fantasy guy. Evan Ingram. Yeah. Now in oh Jacksonville. And we know Trevor Lawrence likes to throw the Loves tight end. Loves his tight ends. But the thing about that one now is, is he's got his his guy back. ETN's back. He's this got season. ETN. So that they, might, that's going to take away carries from that. They spend a lot of money on receivers. But I guess the the thing is even with the receivers they had when they had healthy receivers, he was constantly throwing to the end zone to a tight end. Yeah, it didn't matter who he went through four tight ends, and I think they, I think he threw eight touchdowns to tight ends last year. Yeah. That might be incorrect. He I think he only had twelve touchdowns in the season. Yeah, but we did see him throw a lot to the tight end, and that's what a rookie quarterback. That's the offensive they usually design for a rookie quarterback is kind of like a rollout throw to the tight end, or that's your guy you're gonna. So do we want to call him for? average? Yeah, I would say average, just because we don't know how that offense is going to produce. We don't know where it's going to produce. And it's just it's gonna that offense might look flashy this year. So yes, uh, I think this is the easiest one of the day. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, elite. I don't like saying it, but he's elite. Um, I know we aren't supposed to like him because like the Bills, Chiefs, they have a rivalry. It's it's very reminiscent of like when we were growing up. The Colts and Pats had yeah. that rivalry because they were always at the top. I think that's going to be the Bills, Chiefs for the next couple of years. But he's a phenomenal player. Oh, he's yes, a phenomenal he's player. Arrogant. I love to play, watch him play when he's not playing the Buffalo Bills. Yes, he's arrogant, but I kind of like that about him. That's, I mean, I have him on my dynasty league, so <laughs> I can't talk much too much crap about him. But <coughs> if that's my least favorite part about him, that's not a bad. That's thing. not a bad thing. Uh, this is an interesting one, Darren Waller. That's a good one too. Yeah, he's um, he's getting up there in age. He showed that injuries were a real thing last year, but when he's healthy when and he in healthy games, year, he's unstoppable. He was good to watch. So, like, watch, unstoppable. does he fall into that good category, or oh, is yeah. he still considered elite? Because that's it. That's that's where it's real tough. Like, it's he's on tough. that borderline. He's right there. I think if he's elite, he'd be, like, the last guy in that category. Or if he's below elite, he'd be he's the He's the top guy, guy yeah, and that's, that's in the that thing. Category. He's right between that. He's, he's I, I think on I'd the line. Like, he's I think literally I'd call him elite. I think I'd be okay... Because here's the thing, like I had him, I drafted really well in one of my leagues, and I had him. I think I think I won that league as my tight end with like another like top tier backup. So when he went down, I didn't need him. Yeah. But when he was healthy, he was my flex spot role, and we I was just pummeling kids. Oh yeah, that's how Gronk was for me when Gronk was healthy. He was in my flex spot. I would rock Gronk and Travis Kelsey as my tight ends. This one I feel like might. Be the next guy to go in this bottom category here, Gerald Everett. Yeah, he's he's been around the league. He continues to get seven million dollars a payday, which I guess should just put him below average because like he still gets paid. Yeah, 
but he's never taken over these games. He was in Seattle last year. He goes to L.A. this year. He goes to L.A. and takes over for a big-bodied guy who I love in um, Donald Parham. Parham's a blast because the dude's 6'7", and he's a former basketball player. But I like, love the former basketball players that play tight end. Dude, oh my god! he, in the last couple of years, I think he's got seven touchdowns, yeah. and he, he only has like 30 catches. His, his touchdown rate's phenomenal. But he also, he's coming back from a serious neck injury when he got knocked cold. If it's Gerald Everett as the starter there, I feel like we got to put him trash. Yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, you had Russell Wilson last year. You didn't do much. You left the Rams where you weren't very productive and everyone, oh, it's because he's behind Higby. He still wasn't that productive last year. Like, I don't need him. Uh, Speaking of Tyler Higby, the LA Rams and Tyler Higby. That's a good one because I don't, I wouldn't put him in the elite category. But I don't be, think I would below him, put him any lower than... Uh, I could consider him an average, honestly. Yeah. Um, I could find my way to good, but like the consistency is an issue for me. Yeah, you're not wrong. The consistency is definitely... Very low-end good for Higby. Yeah. And it's just weird, too, because like that's an offense where they don't use the tight end a lot. Because but that's it, is... Like, like Cooper you, Cup. That's, like, well, Cooper Cup, and I want to say it was the one playoff game. Higby blows the doors off for two touchdowns. He had, like, six touchdowns last year, and I'm pretty sure they were in three games. Yeah. He had two, two, and two. Or maybe it was three, one, and two. He had one massive game early in the season. I think I had him on FanDuel that week. Like, just blew the doors off. And then he was just... Yeah. Mediocre? Mediocre? Um, Mike Gusecki. That's a good one because... I don't know. I, I think I've got him higher than Dawson Knox, but he's I don't think he's hit that elite stride yet. No, he hasn't because he's always had that, like, he's always up there. But if you're putting a top 10 list together, he's probably number 11, number 12. I could find my way to, like, 8 or 9, most likely. But that's it. To me, he's the better version of Tyler Higby. Oh, yeah. To definitely. me, he is what Tyler Higby is. You're concerned about the consistency. He'll have two or three games where he'll have five or six points for you, and he'll have two or three games where he'll have 35 or 36 points for you. You put him on any other team than Miami, he's in that elite category. I don't even know if that's the case because Tua likes to throw to the tight end for the most part. I know, but he likes to throw to the tight end. Doesn't mean he can throw that far to the tight end. Uh, Well, I guess we'll see next year because I don't think Gasecki re-upped, and it would be year two of the franchise tag next year, so he could really blow a stink. Uh, But Minnesota, Irv Smith. I think he goes to average. Yeah, he's a former top average. two round pick. He had a great off season last year before he got hurt before camp. In most cases, people were drafting him the night that he got hurt. It's me. I most ca- I drafted him that night in our league that we won. The league that I won, where I beat Frank. Yeah, I had drafted him in the fi- in the oh. seventh round. Don't you mean you beat Ryan Pisner's two point team? I did. I drafted him in the seventh round, and then I or maybe it was eighth, and then I drafted another tight end in the tenth, and another in the twelfth because I had no tight end on my roster. And then he goes down, and I cycled tight ends the rest of the year. But I think he's gonna bounce back. I mean, I know it sucks; it wasn't a great injury, but like, he's got talent. Yeah. Do we do these two as a pair, and do they go to the same spot? Uh-huh. Hunter Henry and Janu Smith, New England Patriots. Yeah, I think both so. Both to average. Both to average. Just. Again, it's for me. It's that quarterback. We don't know. I mean, Mac Jones is good. He throws to his tight ends, but does he throw? Because we've seen him run. We've seen them run 
1,500 times a game. But here's, I guess, the other thing of why I would put him there. Even if Max can start throwing it, flip a coin. Who's getting the ball which game? Yeah, it's definitely... Hunter Henry got it way more last year. Janu Smith openly has admitted since he came into camp out of shape and looked like shit and knows he has to change something this year. So Janu Smith's supposed to be coming in like a man on fire. People are going to overdraft Hunter Henry and is it Janu Smith's year? This is... This is the Aaron Hernandez, yeah, Rob Gronkowski issue from a couple years ago. Who's going to get it? What game? Who's going to get it? What game? And even in that offense too, it's like they got uh, Devontae Parker still there. Devontae Parker just went there. Just went um, there. Yeah, that's right. He just went there. They got him now. They got. Uh, didn't they get another decent name? Uh, they have yeah, Jacoby Meyer still. They've got a ton of running backs. Yeah, so it's just like whose mouth are they going to feed? Are they going to actually throw the ball? Exactly. Are they going to trust Mac? We don't know. New Orleans Saints, Adam Troutman. I think he also goes to average. I think so, yeah. If he has one more year where he doesn't finally perform, I think he finally falls to below average. Yeah. But this is his make or break year. He's never been the worst, but he's also never been phenomenal. Um, Jordan Aiken, New York Giants. And this could ultimately be Daniel Bellinger by the time the the game starts. This guy bums me out so much because Jordan Aiken always has so much potential. And. And I guess this is it. I don't know if it's because he was with Houston that he never realized it. I think he has to go to below average. I think. So. I don't I know if I'd call him trash. Him. I wouldn't call him trash. But I definitely don't think he gets to come out of the below average category unless he finally shows this year that he's going to take over the role that, in a Brian Dable offense, Dawson Knox thrived in. Yeah. We know he's got the athleticism. Dude, I mean, I think it was three straight years he had 30-plus catches. It was he never got the yards after the catch, and he didn't punch in touchdowns. Oh yeah, and we know Dable loves to throw to the tight end. We know those plays are designed. He loved to design plays for the tight end. So, next one on this list. This is going to be tough as well. C.J. Uzuma. That's a good one. That is really a good one because he did perform pretty well for the Bengals last year. And the thing of it is, is he he's in the same boat almost as Higby. He would have a two touchdown game. And then go four weeks without a touchdown, and then a two touchdown game, and then maybe one, and then five more weeks without a touchdown. Yeah. But when he was red hot, he was red. He hot. was red hot. And you're going to a team that had a distinct lack of issue and no tight end last year with the Jets. Now you've got what's supposed to be an improved Tyler or Zach Wilson. Last year, Zach Wilson's tight end targets were Tyler Croft and Ryan Griffin. Yeah. And so. Ryan Griffin caught five passes and Tyler Croft caught like 14. It doesn't mean that he didn't want to throw to him. You didn't have talent there, dog. He didn't have talent. He didn't really. He was out for a couple games, so it was. Yeah. I think I could borderline him to good, but I'd be okay putting him at average. Yeah. I think we can borderline put him low good. Low good. I, I would put him next to Higby. Um. I mean, what really always bummed me out is I could never tell if it was just game planning where they didn't get him the ball in Cincinnati or if it was that he was also in such a such a strong pass offense. He was he is the fourth option. Yeah. He was in he really was in such a strong pass out pass like offense like that with Jamar Chase always getting the ball, yeah. Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase Higgins. commanded what? Probably 12 targets a game. Yeah. Boyd still probably saw 5 or 6. Higgins saw 6 or 7. Joe Mixon gets receptions thrown at him. S- Samaj P. Ryan gets receptions. There wasn't enough 
food was, to go yeah, around. There wasn't enough to go around. So, like, that's it. Like, that's where part of me really thinks C.J. Ozuma can come in and be a, a focal point. He, it's, to me, C.J. Ozuma is NFL-level Dawson Knox coming out of Ole Miss to Buffalo. He's yeah. coming out of Cincinnati to the New York Jets yep. where he's going to see targets now. We can see a lot more targets, especially with a quarterback who's trying to really find his spot in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I guess the other one is here. Dallas Godert. I don't know if I can put him in elite, he, but uh, I think he's at least next to Mike Gusecki in that high-end I think good so. player I think category. High-end high good player category. I like that for him. That's and I guess good. the thing is he, he, he stayed consistent and proved that it wasn't that it was a mismatch for him. They traded Zach Ertz. His numbers remained throughout. Yeah. So it's not like it was a, oh, it's because people were covering Ertz, Ertz and, and nobody covered him. He still continued to produce when once he became the focal point. Uh, Pat Freermuth. I know we don't like to do this with young tight ends, but does he go to good? Yeah, He I was think consistent. So. Consistent to when, he, when we watched him in college. And he's also going to be in that Trevor Lawrence situation. Yeah. Hey. Rookie tight end, throw at the quarterback. Well, most likely rookie tight end, throw at, or rookie quarterback, throw at the tight end. And even if not, he's got uh, Trubisky. Who's still, who still yeah. love to throw to the tight end. Uh, George Kittle. He's got to go elite, right? Yeah, I would say he's got to go elite. <sighs> I mean, That's I'm a pretty cut and dry answer. It's a cut and dry answer. He, you know, yeah, he's elite if he's healthy. He's average if he's not. Yeah. Because when he plays and tries to force through when he's not healthy, he's not that great. The only thing he doesn't have going for him in the upcoming season is Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Noah Font, Seattle. Noah Font. Oh, it's a good name. And I feel like name, he's got to go to average, though. I was, I was going to say, yeah, he's definitely an average tight end. It's, it's a name either, that I want to throw in the elite category. It's a name I want to throw in the at but, very minimum the good, but Geno Smith and Drew Locke are preventing that. Yeah, I know. Just because, like, Noah Font is... Always been that name. He's always he's been that name in Denver too. And you know what sucks is like, he's always that guy that hangs around and gets drafted as your tight end eight to twelve yeah. as your maybe this is the year guy mm-hmm. and it's never the year. And it's like after maybe a two or three players when you name like okay, who do you think of when you think of Denver? Okay, Peyton Manning would be number one, obviously. I think your number two currently would be Cortland Sutton, and then maybe Jerry Judy or Sutton Judy Von Miller, who's not there anymore. Not there anymore, or it'd be him. Yeah, you know Noah Font. Speaking of interesting ones, Cam Brait. That's an interesting one just because he was not a huge focal point of Tampa Bay's offense last year, but that's because they had Gronk. But that's it. So, like, now that Gronk's gone, without he's not. With Gronk, does he go to trash because he doesn't see it? But without Gronk, does he go to average? I think so, yeah. So, like, we'll put him in average because currently we're talking about today. Today, yeah. And, Gr- and Gronk is not signed. Then again, like we said, Gronk probably won't sign until midway through camp, midway so he doesn't have, camp, to, so he doesn't do have to do anything. But also, I think it's a little bit of a Tom Brady. Ret- I think it's a little bit of Tom Brady retired. Now I'm going to show Tom Brady that I'm retiring and then come back, kind of yeah. like a little joke thing. You know how Gronk is. He's like sh- he's kind of joking around with his quarterback. This is an another intriguing guy, Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper. When it came from Atlanta, had a good had a had a good final season. There got paid, goes to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Cleveland overpays him, can't afford to keep him. They cut him loose, although he had two okay years there as a timeshare tight end. Now he's in Tennessee who likes to throw at the tight end, 
hasn't had a reliable tight end since Janu Smith left two years ago. Yeah. Does Austin Hooper go to the good category? I think so, yeah. I loved watching him in Cleveland. He was always cool to watch. And, and I was, underutilized. I would love, underutilized, but I also wouldn't mind throwing him in a flex spot if I needed to with Austin Hooper. I've done it before in, in leagues, and it was, and, worked And out that well. was even with Cleveland because you could still probably count on 12 points a game. Yeah. And now you're going to put him in Tennessee who's struggling offensively, at least at the receiver and tight end spot. Yes. I mean, I don't hate that. He should be a high-end tight end too this year. And I think oh, yeah. people are going to sleep on him because he's been just a meh the last couple of years. Mediocre. The last guy on the list, former Virginia Tech Former Detroit, former Arizona, former Buffalo Bills, all as a quarterback. Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, man. I Logan Thomas is awesome. I love Logan Thomas. I love his family. I thought you were talking about me when you started on the list, and then you started listing things, and I didn't play for any of those guys. So. No? No, no, no. Okay, uh, a bonus feature, Jason Holt. Uh, elite. Elite. Yep. Uh, Logan Thomas, so I think he has to go in the good category. Yeah, he definitely goes in the good category. A guy I love just because he, no matter what team he plays for, he's he always so a, much for the community. So much, yeah, I would say he's always a staple in that community, whether it was Buffalo, whether it was Washington, whether it was wherever he was. He just, he's a genuine guy. Like, I wish I could put him in elite, but he is... Like I said, he's in that good category. What scares me? I'll throw him in my lineup any any day of the week. I feel like when he's healthy. Yeah. I feel like Washington wants to run him out, which pisses me off. I feel like Wash any day. Yes, happily, because when we had him, he was a backup quarterback. Yeah. And I think he had just started to transition to tight end, and then Washington got him, and he flourished finally. And I'm so happy for him. And they just paid him, but they also did just bring in Cole Turner. Um. But I think that'll do it. We've only got two names in this trash category. Which is pretty good for a position. I think that's the least amount of names we've had in a position. Gerald Everett and Tommy Trumbull. Basically, just don't take those guys. Yeah. Uh, Below average, Greg Dolchich, Jordan Aikens, uh, Albert Ogbegwanum, Jelani Woods, David Njoku, O.J. Howard. Average, this is a ton of people. Zach Ertz, Cole Komet, Hayden Hurst, Robert Tunyon, Irv Smith Jr., Evan Ingram, Brevin Jordan, Trey McBride, Hunter Henry, Janu Smith, Adam Troutman, Noah Font, and Cameron Brait. The good category, CJ Ozuma, Tyler Higby, Logan Thomas, Austin Hooper, Pat Fairmuth, Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, Mike Gusecki, Dallas Godert. So that is kind of like what we said. There's six guys at that elite, and then from like seven to 14 is good, and that's actually, without scripting this, how we put that together. Yeah. Um, And then the elites, Darren Waller, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I think that's pretty damn good for where we're at. Guys, I think that'll do it, though, for the week. Uh, Next time you will hear from us will be Wednesday. We'll figure out what to do from there. I don't really have any ideas yet. It'll come to us. It always does. Yeah. Anything else you got, though, Jay? No, um, just wanted to say thank you for listening as always. Um, Brandon Ortiz, if you are listening, either deny my trade or accept my trade. Don't say a word, Kyle. Let's see. I know who, what you're going to talk who, about. Who are you out here talking I about this? Who? I just want to know. Who? Who are you? The man who who drunkenly talked out five trades at a Buffalo Bisons game only to sit on them for four, for four weeks and then decline all of them. I can't say he I didn't do that. He pleads the fifth. I do plead the fifth, but I just want to know. That'll about do it, though. Uh, Don't forget, always tip your waiters. Um, Always wait your tippers. Always wait your tippers. 
always wear t- hip waders. Um, myself and Jason are going to see uh, Burt Kreischer this weekend with uh, Gary, who's formerly of the show. So we'll have fun with that. Yeah. Shout and out to our sponsors. What do you got? I was just saying, you have fun with that. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but you have fun with it. Yeah, whatever you're doing this weekend, you enjoy that. Have some adult beverages or some high C if you're under the age of 21 and listening to this. I don't know why I settle on high C. No, not icy light. No, that's, what I, that's what I said. High C light. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Jeanette Therapy Sessions Buffalo, Matt at Herd Dat Designs, Charlie at Renegade Studios, Damien at the Platterbox, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and our dude Kyle at Chicken Dippin. I put Kyle over on the taco show yesterday. Oh, yeah? Oh, the taco show hurt me, buddy. Yeah. Suicide steak tacos from Colosso. So good and so painful. But I said that I said that people should like get the chicken dipping, put sour cream in them, and dip their tacos in the sour cream or Or cake. Ooh, ooh! Not that you should eat cheese, but yes. But that's right, guys. If you're interested in what we're talking about, check them out at chickendipping.com or on Instagram at chicken underscore dipping. I was gonna say it's like a bathtub for your chicken wings, which it is. But I guess it's also like a bathtub for your tacos. It's a bathtub for anything you want, man. I I dip my nuggies in there all the time. Everything in that thing, man. But guys, use my code seven one six for fifteen percent off. And until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts, and we will show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.